Welcome to Valpy Shugart Americana, where our views are unofficial, uninformed, and often unprepared. In this episode, episode 16, Austin is going to join me and we're going to break down the Stuttgart at Leipzig match that was a barn burner for about 30 seconds before things fell apart. Austin, how are you doing? How was your weekend? Oh, I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. Uh, um, my weekend was fantastic. I, I got to listen to the show with a person who actually knows something, which you know was was really interesting. You know, I don't know if Matt understands the concept of the show. You know, <laughs> having having knowledge is not going to get you anywhere. Yeah, and, I try to tell just, him it's right. It's right in our byline. We are uninformed, and, and, and just to yeah. let Matt know something, if he's listening, if if that's a real place, Matt from Michigan. Yeah, if that's he, a real place. Probably not. Um, you know, being ashamed as a Freiburg fan is my baseline. So <laughs> if you don't remember last week's episode, we had Matt from Michigan join us as a guest host. And he was without a doubt better than any guest we've had, including myself on the program. And he did mock Freiburg a little bit. So Austin is lashing out. Um, I'm sure the Ukiah Freiburg Appreciation Society will uh, write him a, a meanly written letter here momentarily. Um, yeah, I didn't do much uh, this week. I was playing some tennis and all that stuff. So that was my weekend, which is good because let's get into part one of our episode where we break down the match. Now, Leipzig was coming off a poor performance the earlier week. Stuttgart was coming off a huge performance. They were actually leading the table. Everything was great. What were your expectations, Austin, going into this match? Not much. I mean, Leipzig, based on their performance the week before, I thought they were going to come in here and just try to take you guys out early. And uh, jokes on you. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. So I didn't really have any like huge expectations. I I thought, you know, uh, Stuttgart would put up a little bit of a fight, um, and they did for the most part. Uh, I watched this game um, after I watched the Freiburg game. And so I knew the score and based on the first 30 minutes, I had to go back and check to see what time the goals were scored. I, <laughs> I mean, I'll give Stugart some credit on the defense and, and uh, Mueller as well. I, the fact that you kept a clean sheet for 30 minutes. I mean, that was unbelievable the way Leipzig came out. Yeah, yeah, I agree. They looked, I didn't have huge expectations for this. I was hoping that maybe Leipzig's ship was rattled a little bit after their poor result last week. New coach, um, rough way to start the season. And so I was kind of hoping maybe we could catch them on the defensive a little bit, but you are right. They came out on fire. They came out aggressive and they came out attacking. And the fact that it was 0-0 after 30 some minutes was either lucky or a credit to Mueller. But you could tell they were coming at it, and we were on the defensive. I was watching it with uh, a buddy of mine, and he was just like, oh, are they ever going to go across the other side of the field? Mm -hmm. <laughs> it, I was surprised that the possession stats weren't as um, one-sided as it looked on TV because it was pretty rough there for a bit. Um, yeah, it reminded me of, of a scrimmage where it was the offense playing the defense, and mm -hmm. every time the defense got the ball away from the offense, you just said, okay, let's reset. That's what it felt like. Yeah, it, it looked like Stuttgart was trying to play counterattack ball, which against Leipzig totally makes sense. Or it just looks like they were under so much pressure they couldn't do anything. They they struggled right. to get the ball out of 
of their half, out of their third, I should say. Um, yeah, I mean, around the 17th minute, Stuttgart uh, kind of showed what they're going to have to do if they were going to score or be in this game. Around the 17th minute, they put one over to Sosa, mm -hmm. and Sosa got a shot on goal. But that, that was pretty much the game plan if they are going to do something. Yeah, they, they had another cross into Ali G, as we like to call him, in uh, about the 33rd minute or so. But it was few and far between, and it was Leipzig's game. You, uh, there was only one lineup change. Uh, Philip Clement came in. He played great last week against Burt for Karazor, who has some muscle is issues. Um, but it one of the criticisms against him is he doesn't play a lot of defense. I don't know if it would have mattered in this match. Mm. Um, yeah, the, the kicker grade for this was a two which makes for the two Stuttgart matches this year, they've gotten very high grades of two. It goes, one is the best, six is the worst. And Kicker uh, stated that there were only highlights from Leipzig, but quite a few. So, and then they go on to say, Leipzig showed fast and technically good football. And it's impossible to argue with that. They got the goal in the 38th minute. And you're thinking, okay, well, maybe we're only down one goal going into half. And really we're probably lucky to be down one goal. Going into half, you're like, okay, maybe we can counterattack. Maybe we can get something in the second half. And then 15 seconds into oh, geez, the second yeah. half, the game was essentially over. They come down and score. Six minutes later, they score again. Um, and then they add on a maybe a ticky tack, but they add on a fourth goal via penalty in the 65th minute. Um, it was just the word dominant comes to mind because mm -hmm. that's exactly what Leipzig was. Yeah, I got uh, just real quick. I got to disagree with kicker here. I mean, at two, I, I thought this was a pretty entertaining game for the most part because there, because there wasn't a possession heavy uh, game plan by either team. It was, the ball was going back and forth there, and, and I thought that made for me at least a more entertaining game than than just seeing, you know, a team getting to midfield or into the offensive third and then passing for the next four or five minutes. Yeah, well, so, remember, the rating is that one is the best, uh, two is the second best, basically, and six is the worst. So they did agree with you. Well, all right. How's that feel? Well, <laughs> since I don't know the system, apparently, it makes me well, feel better. That's why we kicked Matt out of here and brought you back. <laughs> I, I blame Matt. <laughs> As we should. <laughs> All right. So the first half was somewhat, at least on the scoreboard, close. The second half was just complete domination uh, by uh, Leipzig. Um, congratulations, though, to Mark Oliver Kemp and Borna Sosa, who have tied first place all time in most matches played against Leipzig with four. So there you go. That's something to look forward to. Uh, this is a pretty quick recap. So let's just ask, uh, let's move into. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Mm -hmm. We should actually play that for the next 10 minutes because there's not a whole lot of good. Um, what did you see? Good for this match? Uh, good. I kind of touched on it before. Uh, the, the fact that Leipzig came out so offensive, offensively heavy and, and they were able to, again, keep a clean sheet for about 35 minutes, 38 minutes. I thought that was good. I thought the defense played decently in, in that stretch to where, you know, and Mueller made a couple saves that, you know, were, were decent. And the fact that Leipzig wasn't up three, nothing at halftime was, was my good. 
yeah, my good was that the game was over. <laughs> that was my good. <laughs> um, I think you and I talked about a couple of weeks ago, and I talked to Matt about this, is that I really liked Stuttgart's first three matches. They played a team that they should beat, and they did, and Furt. They played a team that they shouldn't beat that was at the top of the table, basically, in Leipzig. Um, and they got blown out. And next week, they have a match against a team that's probably at their level in Freiburg. So the good thing is we kind of see where this team is at. And I think maybe this match will, I don't know if it'll settle any nerves, but I think it will certainly calm people down, fans at least, supporters at least, in terms of thinking this is a team that has a top six finish in it. Because I think with the injuries they have and with how raw they really are, that we're a little bit away from that. And maybe what Sven Mislintat said before the season started, that our goal is not to be relegated, is something we should take a little bit more seriously. So the good is we got the game over. The good is I think we know where we stand as a club. Um, I will say this to what you said earlier. The good is win or lose, this team is entertaining. I mean, they've got two matches in a row where they've been on uh, one side of a blowout and the other side of a blowout. They don't play a lot of boring matches, so that's good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What about the bad? My bad, and and I'm going to go a little off track here. My bad is you got like about 15 players out with injury or on something, and Tommy and Tadavi can't get in the starting 11 <laughs> with like half of Germany out off your team. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, we all know if uh, Austin's a big fan of Dadavi as is Jeff. Yeah, he he did get in right away in the second half to try to make things happen, and he did help make things happen <laughs> just the other way. My bad is the 15 second goal. It um, mm. talk about deflating. Uh, you're playing a team you know is probably better than you are. You weathered relatively the storm in the first half, and then essentially as soon as as soon as the second half starts, mm. game's over. Um, now I shouldn't say that this club showed a lot last year that they were able to come back against mm -hmm. uh, teams against deficits, but the way that first half went, you just being down to nothing to Leipzig may, you may as well have been down, you know, for nothing as the score turned out. It was just at that point, you're like, all right, let's just get some guys out there. Let's get some experience and all that stuff, which did happen. So I'm going to go to the ugly. The ugly was, I don't, two weeks in a row, a major injury. Sasa Kalajic around the 90th minute fell on his collarbone and dislocated it to the point where he is now going to be out until after the winter break. So the last week they lost uh, Sanko to a horrific uh, leg injury. This week they lose Saza Kalajic to a just very unlucky fall. Your two strikers, your number one striker and your number three striker are now out. You're down to one striker um, for the foreseeable future. That's uh, it's not even close. That's my ugly. Yeah, my ugly is the Leipzig mascot. <laughs> it, you, have you ever been to a kid's birthday party and they have a clown and you could just tell that clown's not into it? <laughs> and you're just going, this guy is looking to get his money so he could go hit the liquor store and, and get on with his day. That's what the Leipzig mascot looks to me, looks like to me. Man, that thing, they, they have enough money, man. Invest in your mascot. What kind of what kind of birthday party are you throwing for your kids? Where you've, got, you've got a drunken clown at. My goodness. I think that's on you, not the clown. Well, when I'm when I'm sitting under my kid's bed drinking beer, doing a podcast, 
True. I, I kind of that kind of tells you where I'm at. Yeah. Well, if it's any consolation, Matt from Michigan last week was also from uh, a random child's bet. Nope, oh, that sounds awful. We'll have to edit that out. <laughs> he, he was also recording from a similar uh, situation. All right, let's get into next week's match here. We've got Valafi Stuttgart hosting your club, Freiburg. And Freiburg is coming off that big win versus Dortmund. Um, these are two clubs, Baden-Württemberg rivalry, kind of a derby of sorts. There's a number of players who have played for Freiburg that are now on Stuttgart from Mueller to Mark Oliver Kemp to Stenzel. So we've got a lot going on here. Um, what are you thinking as we head into this week's match together? Well, as Stuttgart, we're trying to get the uh, people to stop the count last week. <laughs> I'm thinking we need to stop the count this week because we're we're Champions League bound. But here's <laughs> the thing: is I think Freiburg is one of those teams that Dortmund just has problems with. And I think Strike uh, yeah, just has a game plan that works against that team because that was the second win in a row we've had against them, I believe. Mm -hmm. And so so going into this week against Stuttgart, I mean, I'm throwing everything out that happened against Dortmund. And I think this is going to be a close game. I think it's I think Stuttgart is going to take points or we're going to we're going to end up uh, sharing points in this one. Oh, all right. Well, yeah, you've got the fifth place team on the table, Freiburg, versus now the 10th place team on the table in Stuttgart from first to 10th. What a fall here. Um, these two clubs have matched up over 45 times throughout their um, matchups, uh, 38 in the Bundesliga, five in the Pokal, and a couple um, test matches here. The Stuttgart club got 21 wins. Freiburg's got 12 in Bundesliga matches. But last year, Freiburg beat Stuttgart twice. Uh, sure, I was able to get the win in the Pokal, but talk about a guy that seems to have a game plan and seems to know how to to implement it. And your guys' uh, coaching strike, yeah, I'm a little worried about this one. Um, I'm looking forward to it, though. This is the match that I think really will show where this team is at this year. Mm -hmm. It's against a club that we should be able to compete with, should be able to beat. Um, but we're well, so like you said before, you you the first week you took points against somebody that you should get points against. You didn't get points against someone that you don't think you can get points. These are the games that if you're going to end up in Europa or if you're going to end up mid-table and not have to worry about relegation, these are the games that you have to at least share points or take points in. And I think that's uh, the same for both of, of our clubs here. Um, mm. I agree yeah. with you. I, I think it's going to be a close match. I think it's going to be a low-scoring match. I just think um, both clubs are... I don't know. Stuttgart is coming off of another big injury, coming off a little mm -hmm. bit of a beat down. Um, then the, the matches between these two always seem to be really, really close. Um, I'm, I'm looking over the last few years. 2-1, 2-3, 2-2. There was that one, 3-3-1. Three, three, one. Um, I don't know. It's probably going to be close. It's going to be a good match. I think whoever wins this one between the two of us has been in pretty good shape for the rest of the year. Kind of silly to say that after only three games, but... Mm. You know, it's it's going to be tight this year. So a win here or sharing points here probably wouldn't be too bad. Um, what are your thoughts going in? The betting websites, if you don't know how this works, that the betting websites give the underdog a certain number of goals. And in this match, it is at Stuttgart. They're giving Freiburg half a goal. What do you think? 
I'll take Freiburg on that because I, like I said, I think it's, I think it's going to be a draw most likely. And so, yeah, I'll, I'll take Freiburg with points you or a half point. Yeah. Uh, so you'll take Freiburg plus half a goal. I'll take Stuttgart in this one. I think we'll bounce back. I still like some of the things we did. Um, the first game and parts of the second game, I think we'll bounce back. I think uh, Ali G is a good enough striker against a club like Freiburg to where get some crosses in. We can have some success there. Um, and we'll see, you know, see where that takes us. So why don't we talk about um, the predictions for next week? Shall we? Predictions for next week. Now, Austin, you are leading the way with a 11, one and six record. So you've won 11. You went four, one and four last week to win the week. Uh, Matt actually went four and five last week. Mm -hmm. in his first predicting week. I went three and six as did Jeff. So here's the deal. You've got 11 wins. I've got eight. Jeff has five, and Matt, who's only done this once, has got four. So he's one behind, one behind <laughs> Jeff here. All right, so we're both going to split on the Stuttgart versus Freiburg match. Uh, what about on Friday's match? It's Dortmund, who's coming off that loss, versus Hoffenheim. Hoffenheim is getting one goal. What do you think about that one? Hoffenheim, by the way, is coming off that Sunday draw versus Union. Who you got? This, one, this one's hard because you think Dortmund's going to try to come back pretty hard after what happened last week. Hoffenheim, they're a hard read, man, because I, I wasn't high on them last year, but this year they've shown some promise. Um, it's a goal. I, I'll take Hoffenheim. Same, on same. That. same, same. I like Hoffenheim this year. I think they're bouncing back from what happened last year. They were up, I believe they were up 2-1 in that Union Berlin going into halftime and then let it slip away at, on, at home. Dortmund is always good for a couple slip-ups during the year. We'll see if they slip up again or if they kind of rally back, but I like Hoffenheim. Then we go to Saturday's matches. We got Bielefeld is hosting Frankfurt. Frankfurt is minus half a goal. Uh, Frankfurt came off that draw versus Augsburg. Bielefeld, let's see here, um, let up a, a goal to draw versus Furt. I am going to take, boy, this is a tough one for me. I'm going to take Bielefeld plus half a goal. What about you? Yeah, I, I, I got to go with you, man. If Frankfurt loses this game, man, this might be like a jumping point at this. Because this is Bielefeld. I mean, in all, all reality, this is a game that Frankfurt should take points from. But, man, the loss of Silva is just, it's just showing. Yep, yep. It's, it's, we, I kind of predicted – maybe the only prediction I got right is Frankfurt would struggle this year. They just lost a lot of people in very important positions and it's starting to show up. Um, Augsburg is hosting Leverkusen. Leverkusen minus half a goal. You know me, chalk it up every week. I never bet against the mighty acorns. What about you? I'm taking Leverkusen here. Yeah, you love them and that kid. I do, I do. Yeah. I will adopt him someday. <laughs> You can add them to your uh, your crazy clown drunken birthday parties, I suppose. All right. Then we've got uh, Jeff's team. At some point, we'll have Jeff on this podcast because he's a co-host, but he's been busy for a while um, with an actual job, I suppose. All right. Uh, Hennis is coming off a loss, but a spirited loss to Bayern Munchen. They looked really good in that one. They're hosting Bochum. Bochum is getting half a goal. I am going to support Team Hennis in this one. They've got something going on this year, whether it's the new coach, whether it's Hennis actually being back on the pitch. 
This one's at home. I'm taking FC Cologne minus half a goal. Mm. Oh, wow. That, that's hard. I, I like Bochum this year. I, I, I think they're, I don't think Bochum is going to have, I mean, they'll be in the relegation fight, but I don't know. Ah, man. <laughs> Give me Hennis. Give me, this is hard. It is. Well, Bochum's going off, yeah, Bochum's going off a nice 2 0 win versus Mines. So, I mean, I could see, I could see you wanting to go that way, but I, I'm taking Hennis in this one. You're taking Hennis in this one. The next yep. one is Mines, who is coming off that loss to Bochum versus Furt. Furt got the comeback draw versus Billefeld. Uh, this is a tough one for me, so I'm going to let you go first. What do you got? I'm taking Mines. Uh, until Firth shows me something that I, I could grasp onto, I, I just can't take him. Same, same. I'm taking Mines as well. I, I don't know. Is the Firth that we saw against Stuttgart the real team or is the one who made the comeback against Bill Felt the team? I'm, I'm with you, though. I'm going with Mines. They seem to know what they're doing here. Our next matchup, the last matchup on Saturday is Bayern versus Hertha. Hertha's getting two goals. Um, I'm taking I'm taking Hertha Berlin in this one. What about you? Ooh, oh man, you know I love my Hertha. You, but I, I just think I think um, Bayern's going to take this one about three four zero. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I don't know if Bayern is the Bayern of old yet. They seem to be working into some things. Um, no, I you're right. I, I mean, Bayern has some defensive issues mm -hmm. but until again just like with her until Herta shows me something I can't yep. yep that's fair I before we go on to Sunday's matches let's stick so Stuttgart is going to host Freiburg Stuttgart is getting uh giving up half a goal on this one um we already talked a little bit about the match we already talked a little bit about the stuff the news came out this week that Mark Oliver Kemp the starting center back for the team. He's been with the club for, I think, three years now. I might be wrong on that, maybe four, but I think it's three. Came from Freiburg, and the news was kind of released this, uh, last week, and it could be a rumor. I'm not, I can't confirm it. My sources have not <laughs> reached out to me. Um, my source is the internet, that he has decided he wants to go to Hertha Berlin, um, either during this season or at the end of this season. Mm. Um, I've never been a huge Kemp fan. He played a role in one of the goals given up this weekend, but he also played a role in two of the goals that we scored the weekend before. Uh, he mm -hmm. has a history of leaving clubs on free transfer. So what do you think? Should the club try to sell him now to get some money and replace him with an unproven center back, or should they just ride it out for the rest of the uh, year? I think anytime you give money for somebody, you do it. That sounds like human trafficking is what you just described. Well, <laughs> well, it may, but Which we're against, I mean, by the way, if, if you're going to get money for a player, you get that money. And so at least you could invest it somewhere else. Yeah, I'm with you. The last time we had a player who had already decided he was gone and everybody knew it was Benjamin Favard. And mm -hmm. he had arguably his, in my opinion, his worst season during that relegation season. And I'm sure he cared and I'm sure he tried his best, but you can't tell me that his heart was 100% in it because he knew the results didn't really matter. I, mm -hmm. I don't know. So if we can get something for him, I would take a little bit of a hit early to be able to put in some uh, younger player, some new player that we know is going to be with the club, that we know is going to be uh, kind of tied to the club. 
come mm-hmm. you know wins or losses. So I'm with you. Uh, I'm down on him for reasons I can't quite you know explain. But if we can get something for him, it's good for everybody. He gets to go to the club mm-hmm. he wants to go to. We get some money. We get to play a guy, um, probably the Ito, the kid from uh, Japan, who mm-hmm. wants to be there. And I think that's a good one for everybody. All right. So that's our Mark Oliver Kemp stuff. Let's go to Sunday's matches. Union Berlin versus Gladbach. This is a pick em. I'm going Gladbach all day long in this one. Uh, they look good. They look like they know what they're doing. Let's see. They're coming off a, okay, a 4 nothing loss to Leverkusen. <laughs> so it shows exactly what I know. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going I'm going Gladbach, though. I think they're going to bounce back. against Union. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, no particular reason, but I'll take Union, Union in this one. Well, a good reason would be they, they had a nice comeback last week. They were down 2-1 at half against Hoffenheim, came back to tie it up. Last match of the week is Wolfsburg hosting Leipzig. Leipzig is minus half a goal in this one. I Wolfsburg usually plays some really good defense, but after what I saw from Leipzig, it's hard for me not to take them. So hard, in fact, that I am going to take them. Oz, where are you at? I'm going to take Leipzig. I mean, once you're in the number one spot, you tend to fall. And so I want to take Leipzig in this one. Yeah, me too. All right. So those are our predictions for the week. Uh, we all took Stuttgart last uh, time. And we all lost on that one. So hopefully with us splitting on this one, that means one of us, preferably me, <laughs> will win our Stuttgart prediction here. All right. This is going to be one of our fastest podcasts ever, which is fine. Um, we usually end every episode with a what we learned. And the thing that I learned during this episode is that as the game was quickly getting out of hand, the announcer was doing everything he could to fill up space. So my question to you, Austin, have you ever been in a, what is your go-to move when you are in a conversation you don't really want to be in, but you're stuck with somebody and you got to fill up the space? What is your go-to move, your go-to conversation piece? What do you say? Nothing. I I was at this uh, uh, couple's dinner, uh, for an example, and uh, this guy, uh, a friend of my wife's, her husband, we ended up in the room together watching TV, watching a football game, and we sat there, we had a drink, and we didn't say one word to each other for about an hour or so. And so when we left, my wife was, well, what'd you talk about? What'd you talk about? And I was like, nothing. And so she got concerned. And then a couple of days later, she tells me that she talked to her friend and she goes, yeah, my husband really likes Austin because he could sit there and he doesn't have to say anything. And and you're like, I love that. Wow. So my go-to conversation piece is nothing. I like, no, that's a, that's probably a lot better than mine. My go-to conversation piece is just um, wearing my mask is COVID. The one good thing about it is you can wear a mask now and just kind of stare off into space and not have mm-hmm. to have a conversation with anybody. So for people <laughs> that are socially inept like you and I are, it, it really, uh, really works out. I'll turn the conversation on them to try to get them to talk as much as possible. Um, mm-hmm. go yeah, to- I, I, I've done that. I've tended to do that sometimes too, where I just start asking questions and the conversation just of me interviewing somebody yeah wait a minute <laughs> hey is that what's going on here right now <laughs> how do you feel about it oh you're falling <laughs> trick 
I'm going to tell your wife, though, what a great guy you are to talk to now. Uh, too late for that. Yeah, I know. All right, Austin, let's do this. As we wrap this up in the next minute, um, let's do a little wager. Your club versus my club. What are you thinking? Man, I don't know. What, what are you thinking? How about this? A bottle of Monkey 47, which is Freiburg, okay. uh, Freiburg Gin, for All me right. if Fosh Tugard wins. And for you, what would you like? For me, I mean, my my go-to is the I like the Mount Gay rum. Okay. Um, right. That will work for me. Or now, is this straight up or is this points? Well, let's go straight up. We'll just straight go straight up. up. All right, I like it because that benefits me more. All right, so there we go. <laughs> That's our wager. Uh, Oz, thanks for joining us on what happened to be one of our shortest podcasts of all time. But I'm sure if any of our listeners are actually listening. They're actually very happy about yeah, that. We might get more followers for being shorter. You know what? Every time we say the word follower, one goes away. Ooh, all right. <laughs> it's like Candyman. Kind of. <laughs> all right, Austin, enjoy your weekend, except for when Stugart plays. All righty. All right. Have all a good right. one. <laughs> See you later. Bye.